From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Gofield talks to us about how coaching high school teaches you to be a better communicator for different ability levels, the importance of building a community around you and making connections to share experiences and knowledge, and how to effectively collect, conceptualize, and communicate data. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities. Used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world, performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems. Right now, when you start a 14-day trial, use promo code CHALK, that is promo code C-H-A-L-K, to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your Team Builder account, including four sports science questionnaire templates. Today, coaches from around the country use Team Builder's built-in questionnaire module to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I've yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at Team Builder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Gary Schofield. He is currently the Director of Youth and High School Development for Play. Prior to this, he was the Head Strength Conditioning Coach at the Greater Atlanta Christian School. He's also the co-founder of the NHSSCA, which is National High School Strength Conditioning Coaches Association. And he's also had stops at quality sports training, and he was even an athletic trainer for the Atlanta Hawks. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Oh, thank you, man. It feels feels good to be home. I remember uh, being on version 1.0, so this is awesome. When I was asked, I said, yeah, this would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and thanks for coming on. Now, you know, you've clearly have years of, of experience in our profession. And could you talk a little bit about the high school coach? Do you were a high school strength coach long before that was even like a a section or you guys, you know I mean, you have, you've helped found the NH or NHSCCA or NHSSCCA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The (laughs) national high school strength coach association, but you know, you, you like, what was it like when you first got in and where is it now as the, as high schools are growing and the, the full-time high school strength coach is more prominent? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, there are, there are a ton uh, of coaches that that predate me, of course, that have that have, done, have been in the high school profession, that have done just just great service uh, for the for the profession. Larry Metters and Mike Nitka and Kevin Vandebush, just to name a few. Um, and so there'd always been 
talk of trying to connect us together. And there were plenty of fantastic national associations out there, but none that were really dedicated to that one specific goal. And, uh, you know, they may decide, hey, we're going to have a clinic here or a subgroup here or whatever, but it'll always be a clinic here and a subgroup there. It'll never be a fully dedicated thing. And what we do is very unique because you got to remember, like, even at, even at your school, right? Uh, 6% of my population are going to play anywhere. D3, D2, D1, 6%. So just take that athlete in your weight room that you look at and go, how in the world are they here? Okay. That's my top 6%. Imagine what my bottom 6% looks like. It's an entire different world, man. I think high school programming should be focused on the 94, not the 6%. We focus on the 6%. Oh, they need to, at the collegiate level, they should be able to deadlift and clean and squat. Yeah, but what about the 94 that are never going to go to the collegiate level? Why are we focusing on, listen, I hate to tell you this, my 6% are good enough that without me, you'd be fine. Now, some are worse than others, and you've experienced it. They've come in and you've been like, what in the world? But they make it. They're obviously talented or they wouldn't have been there. Imagine the other level. So I think programming is, is, is a little different. But so the, the process has changed and evolved over a period of time uh, at the high school level. And, and, and basically early on, you know, it it was strength focused. So if, if, because there were so few of us, right, you know, so 98, 99, uh, if my kids just got stronger, we won. And, you know, so I, we could just bench squat clean. We could do a bigger, faster, stronger and be very successful. And, um, and what happens to, you know, over time, what happened? Every, people started lifting. And so now everyone's, relatively strong. And I hate to break it to people's hearts, but you know, like someone that squats 400, the person that squats 500 is probably not that much better at football. Just, oh yeah, they're stronger, you know, strong enough, strong enough. And we can have that debate another day, but I, I have some numbers to prove it to you that strong enough, strong enough. It, certain sports is a little different, certain positions a little different, but there is a limit to that. And, uh, but anyhow, uh, at some point, those numbers didn't matter anymore. When I had so many benchers, squatters, and cleaners, it, it's just, it used, we used to be, hey, we, we will be 12 and two. And then we had those same numbers and we were seven and four. And I thought, you know, what happened? And it just, people got stronger. So then kind of speed came along, right? So, uh, and now everyone's Tony Holler this and flying 10 that. And that's cool. That's great. No, no negatives, but everyone's doing it now. So, now, speed's not so much of a difference. I, I think the next wave is agility, and that'll come. And, and maybe movement screens, they kind of maybe, maybe, I don't know. We've probably gone too far on that. But anyhow, there's always a wave. Maybe it's technology. That might be another wave that comes in. People ingrained into velocity-based training or RSIs or jump mats or force plates. There'll be another wave. That will be a difference maker until everyone does it, right? So that is adapted over time. What hasn't adapted is the sport coach, right? So the sport coach early on in the weight room, if we just get stronger, we win. And I have four state championships to prove it. Hey, when was the last one? Like, you know, they don't, they, they, it's been a slower adaptation. There's always this kind of idea set that they, you know, well, I'm the head coach. So I should, I need to control everything as well. Like, man, well, the AD is in charge of the athletic department of the school. Does he run plays on your sideline? No. So like there's this, there's this idea of control, but, and that's what gets me to this idea of, of qualified. I, I believe wholeheartedly 
that we should be identifying qualified individuals to be in the weight room. And this is, this is what I mean by qualified. Uh, it, it, you notice I didn't say certified. I didn't qualify. Uh, certified is part of the process. I believe if you're not willing and capable of, of trying to get certifications, then you, you probably don't have the, the grit that you need, not the grind, but the grit that you need to be a qualified individual in there. So, well, I don't have time for that. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the kids don't have time for you. So I, I think, I think certification, you know, and, and there are different levels, you know, and maybe you should start with a, a one, a one day one, this stuff hanging on my wall. That's a one day thing. It's fine. It's good. There's other things hanging on my wall that weren't one day. And so you start the process where you're at, right? If I told you that you had to be a CSCS and you're a math teacher, D-line coach, and you, you did weight training after school, I might as well tell you to jump uh, the Mississippi River in a single bound. That's not going to happen. In fact, 2030, it can't happen because you have to get a degree from an accredited place. So I'm not going to go chase that. What I'm going to tell you is that I think you should pursue that. And that leads to the second thing, which is educated, right? So you're certified educated. Educated is not the degree part of your process, but that's certainly, if I was a math teacher, that's, what was that? No. What is your professional plan? And at the high school level, you should have professional growth plans, PGPs, all the time. What is it? Going to the, well, I go to the, you know, football coaching thing, and we watch that one, you know, uh, strength and conditioning coach every year, and I'm like, that's not it. You should have a level, I believe there are 12 12 domains of high school strength and conditioning that are a little different, you know, because we have to actually come up with uh, a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have to come up with curriculum and stuff like that. You don't deal with that in college. We have to give grades. We have to do classroom management. It's a little bit different. So you should be learning that stuff. That should be part of your yearly plan of developing. And in today's day and age of content, that should not be difficult for you to be able to find that, that data and be able to do that. And, and then experienced. And I, and what I mean by that is I think we need to have young coaches start interning at high schools. I think we need to have older coaches go visit some other high schools. I think you need to start gathering some experience of seeing what's out there and maybe opening the eyes to, you know what, maybe there's more to this than I thought. So, so I think, um, I think that's what I mean by qualified. And, and then I, I, then I think we need to get administrators to understand uh, how to evaluate the position. And I think the evaluation, the evaluation should be centered around two things and two things only. It should be around, did they play more and did they play better? Not did they win more. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're in some sort of rural region where there's like five really bad teams and you basically could sneeze and win the regional championship. That doesn't mean anything to me. Or maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you're really in a really hard place and you've got a really good program, but it just, athletically, it's just going to be, it's going to be a limit, right? So, um, but did they play more? Did the kids under your tutelage play more, play more? In other words, were they injured less? Did they play more? Well, no, they're on the sideline because of this or because of that. I had 11 ankle sprains in basketball. I, I think we should take ownership of that. Secondly, did, did they play better? Did they play better in means of, are they, are they a better Defensive lineman, are they better linebacker? Yeah, that has a lot to do with coaching, but should have something to do with you as well. Did you give them the skill set or improve the skill set required by that position? Did they get a little bit better? And um, I think those two things, because I've never met a, an athlete that cared anything except those two things. 
I never met a sport coach that cared anything about those two things. They may be convinced that if they squat more, they'll play better. And they may be convinced if they have a better vertical, they'll be better. They may be convinced that the certain movement screen number will prevent injuries. But the reality is, what does your data show? And how are you, how are you adapting as a coach? Now, that's the real the reality of it. Now, I do believe what you said is correct. I believe there'll be a boom. I think there'll be a boom because of this thing, social media and the phone. And the reason I believe that is because liability is going to drive the the, the, the engine. Uh, I've said forever that if you have a swimming pool on your campus, you would not have a, a football coach running the swimming pool because he has his health and PE certificate, teaching certificate. New, no, he would be made sure that he got a lifeguard certificate, right? Because all it would take is one kid to drown, and that would be the end of that. Uh, you don't think bad things happen in a weight room? Oh, it and, does, yeah. Oh, it's happened forever, but it's never really been caught. It is now. If you look around, you're going to start seeing stuff. And if you don't have a qualified individual in that room, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be penalties. And so um, and the last person you want is, is me on that stand as a, as a witness and, and asking the football coach and him telling me, well, in 1972, we won a state championship because we ran bigger, faster, stronger. That won't work anymore. So like, you know, I think there's a liability component that is the cloud that has been in the background and we knew it was coming. It's over our heads now. So um, I think that will be the driver. Unfortunately, it's going to take that, but that will be the driver that will open the doors up. Now, good news. That's a lot of bad news. Here's the good news. And I'll, I'll take the COVID year out of the last year was just nuts. Let's just eliminate that as if that year didn't exist. But 2019 to, to today, there's been a 512% increase in strength and conditioning positions at the high school level. 512% of posted jobs. And there were three today that I saw that just came up. So it is happening. Um, and so you're getting more and more of them that aren't associated with a sport coaching position too. So, um, and then I think it'll grow. I think you'll have middle school involvement and stuff like that. So definitely the profession that is on the rise for, for sure. Yeah. That, that's incredible. 512% in increase. That, that is, yeah. that's good. And that's it, just the ones that I know, right? They might even be bigger. That's just the ones that I've targeted that I know. For sure. And I think that's, that's empowering. That's a good thing that like for people out there, there are numbers people like, look, there it is right there. That's Signs. The other thing, yeah. Let's talk about numbers. Here's the other thing, Isaiah. So the average salary with a, let's just say, let's go low end, bachelor's degree, no years of experience. The average salary is going to be thirty eight five to start with. Masters, it's going to be forty two five, with no experience. If they count your coaching experience and you have like five years, you're going to be mid fifties. Wow. So the day and age of going and working for nothing or twelve five. I mean, it doesn't have to exist. It does not have to exist. And here's what I would also tell you is like, well, I'm going to go do that because, you know, I need to, I need to gain experience. And I, I get it. If you want to be in the collegiate environment, I, I 100% get it because it's hard to get a job. But I would tell you this. I think it's harder to coach at the high school level than it is at the college level. I think it's harder to coach at a lower college level than the higher college level. I think it's harder to teach coach at the higher college level than the pro level. Because those are already good athletes, right? That have different motivating factors. So, uh, so having a good, I think having that experience, 
I, w- I would t- argue this, that I think I could coach at any level. I think it could because I was at the high school level. I don't know if it happens in reverse. I can't say it doesn't, but I don't know if it does. And so I think young coaches need to explore, need to explore this position because it's only going to make you know regressions and progressions. It's only going to make you know organization at a high level when you have 53 people preseason, postseason, in-season, no season at all, just general population student in the middle of your class and you have 32 minutes to give them what they need to be the next best version of themselves. Go. People are like, wait a minute, what? What just happened? I, I don't I don't just have the D line right now. No, no. You have two D linemen. You have an offensive uh, center in basketball. Uh, you get the Chinese foreign exchange student and uh, a couple tennis players. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Well, what's, what's going to happen there? And so, I, I, you know, I, I just think it's a, it's a great profession. I think it makes you better. We'll be right back. High school coaches, listen here and check this out. If you've always wanted gym wear but never had the budget, we have some big news for you. Gym wear and Flex are now together in one place. The Flex hardware now integrates with GymAware's team app and cloud, giving you more data than before. Teams with smaller budgets can access the same technology the professionals use without breaking the bank. Before locking in your next weight room upgrade, be sure to reach out to the team at GymAware first. I'm telling you, you can have a cost-effective, accurate VBT technology and GymAware right in your weight room. Check them out at GymAware.com. No, that, that's great. And I was just thinking, and you nailed it on the head uh, when you said it earlier, you, you need to have interns starting to do the internships at high schools, get that. And what would you say if, you know, we have a lot of listeners and I tend to gear this new version of the Iron Game Chalk Talk towards the not younger in age, but just like those coaches that are just coming off an internship or anything. What are some misconceptions that you're, that is like a barrier to entry to how to get those interns to be like, look, consider this the high school path or look at this. What are like some misconceptions that you're seeing out there that just aren't true. And it's kind of preventing some of those, you know, not just qualified from what you said, but even experienced coaches from looking at high school. Yeah. I think, you know, number one is that it's uh, the, the level is below them. I think, you know, because you don't have 50,000 people, 75,000 people, 100,000 people cheering your name, that the level is is beneath your status or equitable. And that's that ego crap that we talked about at the beginning. And the reality is when you first start, you're going to realize, whoa, this is a lot harder than I thought. Right. So number one, number two is that um, competition at that level isn't uh, isn't high. And I'm like, no. It's, it's, that's where the whole make the big time where you're at is I, I, you know, I mean, at your school, are games considered less than they would be if you were at Notre Dame? Like, do you, I mean, do you recognize it? Like when you're playing in the, with your team and you're sitting on the sideline, do you cheer any less because they're not Notre Dame? No. I mean, it doesn't matter what Notre Dame does. It, you know, and at the high school level, there's a double A's, triple A, like all the way up. I didn't care what the highest level of high school did. Never mind college or pros. I was invested in the team that was in front of me. That's a misconception is that the level or the competition is not good. I got news for you at every level. I don't care whether it's college or whatever. You're going to be invested at the level in which you're at. You're not even going to, it doesn't matter. 
And I and I hate to tell you this, if you're if that's your only pursuit, I mean, you got some bigger issues to 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 deal with than than coaching. Um, so that's it. Number two, pay. Well, I'm going to get paid so much more at the collegiate level. I mean, I, I guess if you're one of those select few in the world, um, but if I told you I was making six figures at the high school level, I probably put that on the table with most college guys and probably be like, we're probably making the same, if not making more. And, if, you know, I've had many conversations, amazing collegiate strength coaches are like, wait a minute, what were you getting paid? And I told them like, huh, I don't get paid that now. And I'm like, yeah. Um, you know, and then, um, because you're involved with a ton of, of sports that maybe, maybe time is going to be a limiting factor. And I would agree with that to a point that it is different. You're not going to have the middle of the day in to get your lift and your continuing education with your staff. That's not going to happen because you're in the most high schools, you're just going to go, 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 and go. There are exceptions everywhere, right? I'm just talking about the general rule. Um, but you have Christmas off, Thanksgiving off, summers, you know, you have training, but it's not what it normally is. I mean, it balances itself out. So there's a yes and no to that too. So those are, maybe those are probably the big, the big three. Um, but that, that would be, that would be, a, that would be probably the key that I would say. And then the other piece is a lot of people say, well, I, I want to be a strength coach. And that's how you certified. No, I'm like, well, you might want to pursue that. Well, I want to be a high school strength coach. All right. Do you have a teacher's license? No. Well, you might want to pursue that. There are alternative means out there. There are other means out there. In fact, if you get hired, some schools will pay for you to go through that for a year to get that teacher cert. Just allows you to kind of maybe look into some public style education. A lot of the private pieces don't, don't require that, but no, I, th I think that's great. And you touched on a lot of stuff. And the big thing is, is ego. And I, I, I remember what it's like to be that younger coach. And it was just, you get enamored with the top level, but you know, the longer you're in it, the more you realize like it's, it's all coaching and it's all the, you know, you can make a big in impact anywhere you're at. A hundred percent. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, and, and that's the same thing at college. It's not that, Oh, you get to make a more of an impact. No, you can make an impact anywhere you're at. If the impact will be relative to the, the time you invest in it. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I only got a few more questions cause I, I want to be respectful of your time, but how can other coaches find a way to give back to our profession specifically in the high school realm or like what's one way you, you know, other coaches that are listening could get involved or maybe you struck a chord with somebody which, uh, with what you just described and misconceptions. They're like, all right, I'm uh, maybe high school, something I really want to look into. What's, how do you, how do we go about getting involved? Yeah. So that's one of the reasons we created the national high school strength coaches association. We have a Facebook page. It's a pretty remarkable page where there's a lot of connections. And I know that probably dates me because I'm an old man. That, that's like the dad place to go. And we have Twitter and Inst Instagram too, but the connections on the Facebook page are very positive. It's a great place to maybe start and then look at the community. Um, and for a hundred dollar membership uh, to be able to create connections would be, would be fantastic. We have a national conference every year that uh, we, we call a family reunion. It's uh, in Minnesota this year. And it really feels like a family reunion. It's it's a little different. We do things a little different it's on a campus. You get to experience that. So I, I think the biggest thing, and Ron McKeefe was one of my biggest mentors. And one of the 
and I wouldn't say one, the best thing he ever did for me is for the first two years I sat in, uh, I'm a big note taker. See my, my notes, big note taker of what I do. And I, and, and I look at my first two years as a coach and my notes from conferences and they were pristine, multicolored, labeled, tabbed out, a lot of follow-up questions, man, just to, you look at him, you're like, this skull was on his, on his note-taking game, man, look at this. And you look at my later notes and they're, they're scattered. They're minimal. They're just more questions than they are anything. And you're like, did you get lazy over time? No. What happened was Ron, man, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's the second year, grabbed me in the back and in the back row, grabbed me, got me up. The man I've seen you with these things, get over here. He introduced himself. We kind of met. We knew each other kind of through some back channels. And he says, I'm going to give you a word of advice. He said, put your pen down and go shake some hands and meet some people. He goes, connections will trump anything that you got going on over there. And, and I am, I'm more of a, a believer in that now because of the age of technology and the age of information that we're in is that professional content is great. But the only way you're going to know if it's professional is if you have a personal connection because content is out there. Like I don't, you know, there, there's groups out there that have these strange movements now that if you don't do, they make fun of you. And I'm like, is there something in there that's good? I don't know. It's just information. I need someone to, ha- I needed someone to walk with me on this. I got a ton of questions. You have to build communities um, around you to vet information. And so, you know, becoming a member, I think is a no brainer. If they're, you know, I, we have a ton. I mean, Joe Ken's a member. We have, we have people that are members because um, it's a community of coaches. And that's when you start realizing well, these guys are really good. And you start realizing they're using, you know, we got high school guys doing, kinograms and velocity-based training and, and building their own contact mats and using force plates and, and using it at a high level with, you know, 500 kids a day and getting some data that you're like, wait a minute, I might, I might actually want to chat with this guy. Uh, you, you know, I'm at, I call it collegiate level. So, and, and vice versa, there's, you know, there's a, there's a thing to do, but, uh, but yeah, I would, I would, probably start there and try to connect to the NHSSCA community. I think you'd, you'd find it uh, very opening and welcoming. And um, could you give a shout out to that website? Cause I know you guys have a website and I want to make sure it's right. Yep. Yep. It's www.nhssca.us.us. So I know I've dated myself by putting www on there, but it's just nhssca.us. And yeah, it has all that. In fact, we're getting a total new overhaul of that. It's going to be really inviting and a lot of connections built through the new platform that we're building out. But kind of stay tuned with us. We have a new certification coming. We got a lot of really good stuff coming down the down the pike for high school guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you could pick up the phone and call Gary Schofield from 20 years ago, what would you tell him? Uh what I learned recently, don't worry about other people calling you coach and worry about your own kids calling you dad. Don't worry about people in Australia knowing your name. Worry about your, your friends knowing where your heart is. Don't worry about the certifications after your name. Worry about time you spent with mom and dad that gave you your name. Um, all those sound very fluffy and stuff like that. But when you're on the backside of whether it's professional life or life itself, you're going to, you hear it all the time. And I heard it all the time. Um, I, I would do more than phone call me. I would probably bunk me up the, up the head. <laughs> I would give away everything 
that no, that you would not ask me on here that I, no one knew who I was. Um, if I could have done those three things better, um, I still probably would be a coach because I love it. It's great. It's not my passion. I'm passionate about it, but I probably still would have done the professional path I did, but I probably would have done it in a way that all those other three things would have mattered so much that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be invited on here today. There would have been someone else that would have come along and done this. I'd give that up. No, that, no, that's tremendous. And I think hearing it come from as a renowned coach as you, I think it's going to, it's got some weight to it. And I think, and I think it's going to sit in with with, with our listeners. Well, so what, what's next for coach Schofield? I know you had mentioned a few things out there, like what's something that's got you excited for coming up in this next year for, I mean, you're, you're involved in a lot of things, but everything you got going on. Yeah. I always joke that it's not about how many balls I can juggle. It's about how many I can keep from hitting the floor. So that's my, that's my goal, but that's just the way I live. And that's, that's all good. And it's a grit. It's not grind, but uh, number one would be the certification coming out for high schools. I think it's in depth. I think it's great. It's going to be an ever evolving process um, that we'll try to, we'll try to meet the needs of, of, of really uh, the profession and for the student body and be able to provide those qualified individuals and administrators to understand that this is a a pathway to kind of establish that qualification status. So I'm really excited about that, working hard on that. Uh, Play, we started a play academy, uh, P-L-A-E academy.com. And it's um, uh, been powerful. It's an educational tool that, you know, for, for far too long, we have gone to events and been our professional development has been dictated to us by the event status. Well, we're going to have this guy speak on speed and this guy speak on recovery and this guy speak on strength. That might not be what I need. Um, I would love to design my own program where you can do that through play Academy. And we just finished a, a 20 week high school coaching mentorship, which people, I think I did a bad job <laughs> of marketing it because I am not a marketing guru. Um, the idea behind mentorship wasn't, that you were a young coach and this was for young coaches that had nothing to do with it. We used mentor versus intern because mentors walk beside you. They're not walking out in front of you saying, Hey, little guy, come grab my bags, walking alongside you. So it was a path together that we would go up with. So we ended up having some hall of fame coaches as mentees um, and young coaches as mentors. It was fine. And, um, and we had just finished a 20 week platform that I think was insanely powerful in guiding them through uh, what it means to be a high school coach. We're going to, we're going to redo that re- regroup and, and hit another one in the fall and then a, and then a brand new one in the spring yeah for sure um, you should uh let me know when you got a date and we'll, sh- we'll shout it out on here and awesome yeah try we'll to get some people there yeah. yeah definitely do that so that's to me i love i i think that was great i think that uh what we did is <clears throat> we had you had two lessons that were on demand and they were parsed out so you could split them up during the day on monday and tuesday you would get those and the reason we did two lessons is because you and i isaiah we could do a lesson on speed and there's going to be some commonalities, but there's also going to be some direct contradictions. And too often, coaches, young and old, will say, well, I don't like that guy. He's a jerk. He doesn't know what he's doing because it's not what I do, right? And so, but I like this guy over here. Instead of actually having those questions, wait a minute, why is it different? And so we, we presented it in that way. None of the speakers could see the other person's presentation ahead of time. So all the all demand. They had this commonality, but they also had a lot of like, whoa. Well, then on Wednesday, you got a one-on-one or not one-on-one, but you had small group Zoom call with one of the speakers. And then on Thursday, 
a small group Zoom call with the other speakers so that you could ask those questions and balance it off. And what do you think about this? And then there was a little assignment that you would do as a group on that topic. And you would turn it in and we'd get some feedback on it. Yeah, that's great. You know, to, to, to bring some application to it. So, um, well, I thought that was awesome. So I, I'm excited about the next incarnation. And then finally, I think the third thing that I'm putting together right now is a uh, technology integration mentorship. So velocity-based training, force plates, switch plates, um, GPS units, heart rate monitoring, uh, data collection and management software, uh, software platforms, all of that, all the different incarnations that are out there. We're going to have coaches from all levels, high school, collegiate, and pro, explain how they use it and apply it um, and, and, and try to stretch. And, and because I think there's three things with, with data and technology. It, it, it's collecting. I think that's important. And collect, knowing what to collect and what not to collect. And I'm not going to get into that argument that, well, you can't collect everything that matters and whatever you collect that doesn't automatically make it matter. And yeah, no kidding there, Frankenstein, but it, it, <laughs> it, uh, it, it does matter. All right. So, so collecting, uh, conceptualizing. So putting it in things that you can look at and go, okay, now I know what that data means just because I collected it. What does it mean? Is there been progress? Is there been regression? Why has there been regression? Is there another variable that I can look at at the same time to go, well, yeah, their, their strength went down, but look at their sleep, it went down and their hydration or maybe their academic stress loads or whatever it might've been. All right, so conceptualizing that data and then communicating it to those that matter, to the athlete, to the coach, in the high school level, to the parent. So I think those three things, so taking this technology summit, so to speak, all focused on collecting conceptualizing and communicating those entities, I think is going to be important because I find it weird that we have a sports science profession now. And I know this is probably stepping on their toes, but like when we're Olympic lifting, I don't bring in my Olympic lifting specialist in to do that in my weight room. When we do our movement screen, I don't just bring my athletic training staff in to do that. I kind of do that. When we're going to go bench squat and dead, I don't bring my powerlifting guy in to do that. Oh, we're in a hypertrophy phase. Hold on. Let me go get a bodybuilder from gold's gym and he'll run that session. Um, but, but data, we're going to allow someone who doesn't, isn't even in the room to run numbers and then wonder why it's going to be crazy in a couple of years. You just watch the, 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 the nuttiness that becomes of this, like that's not the path. Now, if a coach wants to go get that cert and get that learning so that he can understand the application, I think that's great. But if we're going to, if we're going to really pursue this and push this, I think it's a mistake. That's just my opinion. My opinion, you say, well, you're just a high school guy. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I won't because it won't happen at the high school while I'm alive. But, but I think we should have an understanding of these concepts. I like the idea of learning about sports science. I, I'm not a big proponent that we, have, we, we add someone that's not coaching because then numbers become, numbers become drivers. Data should never drive coaching. Data should provide opportunities to coach, period. End of story. No, that, that's... I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and I, I was just on the play academy for the uh, uh, basketball high performance. Oh and, yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, and we, um, me and my whole staff jumped on in in January when it first kind of launched, and we were like messing with all the modules and and um, that's exciting. That's some really exciting stuff. So we'll definitely be looking looking for all that to drop. Uh, now, do you have like a social media shout you want to shout out or what's the best way our listeners, I, I know there's a ton of great stuff that they're going to unpack in this episode, but what's the best way our listeners could 
find out what you got going on or ask you any follow-up. Sure. You know, my email, I'm all, I'm pretty much an open book. So my email at gary.schofield at nhssca.us is a great one. I can reach out anytime. I'm, um, I'm pretty good at getting back. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, if I don't get back right away, send me another email. Maybe it got lost in spam or whatever, but, but that's a great, a great place. And then, yeah, of course on social media, and I think I shared that with you, this coach Goville on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm not Mr. Social media, but you'll get an idea of what's going on from there. Um, uh, I tried to stay connected to people that want to stay connected to me. So I try to share a little bit of what I'm doing, but, um, uh, yeah, you can reach out anytime on those platforms as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I just wanted to say, thank you, coach. I, I knew I had to get you on here. I knew you, you had been on the original, but getting you on here now and seeing what you're, what you're doing right. Uh, currently is, it's powerful, man. You got some really, really great information and it's, you know, both for high school and just how to make your way through this profession without letting ego get in the way. And it's, it, it was powerful. Thank you. Ed. And I have a lot of respect for your career and looking forward to everything you got coming up in this next year. Thank you, brother. You too. I can't wait to get out and visit. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll make it happen here. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one, coach. The iron game chalk talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Refuse second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.